welcome back to the Dark Side Podcast. As tonight we've got, hopefully we've got two guys coming on. Absolutely epic, right? Well, Kirk for Heroes. Now, it is a collective. It is a group of people. But we're going to get more in that conversation as we get into the podcast tonight. So, um, obviously, one of them will definitely be coming on. Uh, should be Darren. Um, and then uh, maybe joined by another of the guys there. Okay, so tonight I'm really looking forward to it. So Because I think there's a lot more um, that I'm really trying to expand as well. And obviously, Kiwi is still a lot of the veteran community because I, obviously I do enjoy speaking to veterans, and I think they've got a lot of value in what they say, and especially the obviously content what they put out there. So once obviously the guys come on um, and throw that friend request uh, that request across um, to come live, then we'll get straight to the podcast. But uh, to be honest with you, like I said, it's all about just diversity, trying to get as many different guests on as possible. You know, and really that's something that I've been trying to do for a long time, as you probably have known as well. Um, so really enjoyed obviously last night's um podcast with ben um you know this is something that obviously just stick to the two a week format for now and just really just keep roll with it and just try and find out what's the best format really what you guys i mean any suggestions for guests ping them across you know i'll um, obviously touch base with um any guest suggestions but i massively appreciate everybody who does join us on these lives uh taking that time out of your day there um to obviously listen to a conversation but like i say as always all the podcasts that go straight out to the igtv straight after the podcast and then they get uploaded um onto itunes and spotify but the link is always in the bio for um access into the two platforms you've got itunes and then spotify but with spotify i'll always say this you get about 15 minutes of um, airplay and that's if you're not a premium member so really the best um platform that i've found so far is itunes it's you know it's free access to everybody um but like i said especially for the audio content but for the visual um it's always on the igtv uh, just go on there scroll down you can even select series as well um this is currently under series three um so really there is a lot there that you can actually go back and watch um so as just see the guys there have just joined okay as soon as that request comes across um we'll get straight into the conversation but just got, obviously as always just try and cover as much as i can within this hour um which I always try and do anyway and just have that like really good conversation really in depth and get as much um going as possible there so like i said just wait for that request button to come uh, being sent across um and then we'll get straight in the conversation but like i said if anybody has any guests suggestions more than welcome send them across and i'll get straight on to it load up as always just wait for that connection hello how you doing yeah good man you good yeah yeah thanks for having us on no more than welcome more than welcome it's been actually a pleasure because obviously i know obviously we've been uh, backwards forwards conversation that's obviously just before christmas bit of a mad one just before christmas because i had like so many to do in one go and i thought can i hit the data line but it's always good though as well for other people obviously pr- after christmas into the new year we're into a new year yeah. now you know and it's just great to have that conversation and i think it's just to even expand as well but like obviously the amazing work you guys have uh I've, doing obviously as a team because really i just obviously didn't want to just introduce you as just a one person because it is a, a collective really it is a group yeah. you know effort there so just obviously just to roll straight into it tonight and i'll obviously use it as that collective as well so i would always say that like who is kayak for heroes uh so yes yeah, so it's a team of five uh, initially started out as a team of four uh, guys that have come from military backgrounds that have all gone through some kind of injury that's changed their lives you know beyond kind of 
yeah, recognition really. So it started out as a team myself. Um, I had a rock climbing accident, broke my back, um, which obviously you know left me paralysed from the chest down. Uh, Johnny, who just passed out from Sandhurst, and I think um, four or five weeks after passing out at Sandhurst, had a stroke. Yeah. Um, had a brain bleed to be precise, paralysed down the left side of his body. Over the course of the the last sort of like I think three or four years, he's he's fought to get as much back as he can in yeah. terms of motor function and everything. Uh, Luke stood on an IED in Afghan in two thousand and nine, I think. Yeah. Um, lost a, a big old chunk of his uh, lower left leg, um, and Carl had a spinal injury as well. Um, I think Carl ended up serving for for twenty five years. Um, yeah. But had a had a back injury that just kind of changed his ability to to do a job, uh, kind yeah. of thing. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, Ben Gallagher joined us. Um, he um, is currently being um, going through sort of a med withdrawal at the moment. Uh, yeah. He got shot uh, shot numerous times. Lucky to survive. Yeah. Um, and that is the that's the the magic five. So how forms- do you guys? So how do you guys? get together really is that collective um so the charity that we're raising money for is the armed forces para snow sports team so the four of us the the first four we met on a on a training camp so afpst gives injured kind of veterans the chance to continue rehabilitation on snow so whether that's alpine skiing nordic skiing um telemark i'm not quite sure what telemark is but it's something that they do and we were all on a camp in Norway, December 2019. And we were just, yeah, just, just sort of spent the week together training, chatting about kind of uh, hopes and aspirations for things we wanted to do. I said to the lads that for me, kayaking was a huge kind of rehabilitation sort of tool, you know, just to kind of like overcome the fact that I couldn't climb or mountaineer or do any of that kind of stuff that defined me as a person yeah. before. So I remember saying around the around the dinner table one night, like, wouldn't it be fucking epic to kayak from Land's End to John O'Groats? And everybody kind of yeah. agreed, but no one thought anything of it until lockdown number one. And I was kind of like, lads, you know, what do you think? Should we should we do something? Yeah. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there, really. And then before you know it, it's a it's a real thing with a name, with a date, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, definitely, interesting. Definitely. Definitely, because what I really liked about that whole collective of people, you've got such individual people within one team, but it's that team spirit there. But also, it must be quite difficult as well. I mean, how has lockdown, these all these obviously multiple lockdowns now we've been through? I mean, how does that affect training as such? Yeah, the first lockdown, it was kind of like, it was just a concept. So during yeah. the first lockdown, the, the concept was kind of like created. Sorry, somebody's calling me. Yeah. No worries. Um, somebody yeah so the first lockdown we just kind of created the idea and created the logo yeah. created the, the kind of the, the the back office stuff that we needed to do you know in terms of like route planning kind of thinking right well how long would it actually be if we wanted to do it um how long would it take so all of that kind of admin stuff we did first so lockdown yeah. number one and then over the course of the summer we managed to the idea was that we'd meet every month for three days as a team and we would do a bit of the route and kind of like go through a bit of um, a recce and yeah. just kind of like just rehearse what we're going to be doing in a year's time type thing. Yeah. So we managed to squeeze in, I think, four camps as a team and then lockdown number, whatever number we're on now hit. So we had to cancel yeah. December, cancel January. And we're now in a position where we need to kind of like train individually in our respective yeah. location. 
um, with a view to just hoping, fingers crossed, that we can get together as a collective soon because, you know, we need to do... There's, there's varying levels of kayak experience within the team, Yeah, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Luke signed up to this challenge and I think he'd only ever kayak for 30 minutes on his honeymoon in like Thailand or somewhere like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, with the greatest respect to the team, including myself, there was a lot of upskilling that we needed to do and get our skill set kind of as good as it needed to be. Yeah. So this lockdown hasn't helped that because we would have, you know, been progressing. So we've kind of taken a bit of a backward step, but everybody's still kind of committed and keen to to make sure we do it this summer. Yeah, definitely. Because with such a, a challenge like that, like you said, it's not just that basis of, like, say, the admin and every other part of it, the paperwork side. Of, so you got that. You got like kind of split it into two. It's that part of the admin side. Then you've actually got the physical activity itself. Have yeah. you found that there's been a bit of a competition there with those varying levels of degree of skill set? Yeah, I think so. I think that's healthy, though. I think it's a little yeah. bit of healthy competition. Um, you know, like when we do our team chats on Zoom or whatever, or just on the WhatsApp group, if we know yeah. that one, like, you know, say a certain lad's been getting out three times one week, there's a, there's a definite guilt if you're sort of sitting in the group and you're like, shit, I actually haven't been out this week, kind of thing. Yeah. And also when we when we do the team training camps, you know, the nature of how we're going to do it, so we're doing it in two tandem, two double kayaks. Yeah. And when we've done the team training camp, we found that one day one of the boats was miles in front and the other one was lagging behind. And, you know, if yeah. I was in the one lagging behind, I was like, for fuck's sake, why are we slow? And the next yeah. day we'd be smashing it and the other boat would be the one at the back. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a healthy kind of competition that will, you know, pull us through. When it comes to the actual event itself, you know, we're going to need to be careful that we, you know, that the kind of like, radius at which we get from each other we, we yeah. need to stay quite quite close you know just depending on conditions and stuff but um yeah so it's, there's a healthy competition everybody's taking it seriously um everybody's training hard for it but i think that's the mentality the military mentality kind of continuing really yeah definitely because it brings in that like so that mindset of obviously being served in the military you kind of can adapt to that to many different things and many different areas and do you find, I mean, what was the transition like? Because how much, I mean, obviously open water time did you actually, if you really collected together or been on in, over that time? Um, on the on the last camp, essentially. Yeah. So the, the way that we kind of graduated it was the first step was on a on a lake just to kind of get the lads out. And some to say, you know, use Luke as an example again. He was just doing donuts. He was just spinning around on the spot. Yeah. And he was like, for fuck's sake, I can't I go in a straight line. Yeah. Uh, and then we progress that to scoping out. So the route itself will utilise the River Seven, which runs up from kind of the Bristol Channel yeah. through to Ellesmere, Liverpool Way. So we'll bypass yeah. the Welsh coast by using that. So yeah. the first camp we did was on the River Seven purely because, you know, it's, so it is moving water, but it's a river. It's not, you know, introducing people to coastal paddling day one and then yeah. someone having a terrible experience and thinking they never want to do it again. So we've kind of slowly progressed it month on month as a group. Um, you know, the, the intention was lockdown allowing as of March, April, May, June, there'll be kind of more intense training on coastal waters. Um, yeah. And the, re the reality is going to be that we're probably going to need to be getting together as a team every other weekend kind of thing and getting down on, on you know, some of the route that we're going to be doing. Yeah, definitely. Because did you find there was a massive transition between like, obviously still water actually open water and it was the physical demands did you find it was that completely level up between the two 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For, like if I speak on, on behalf of myself, so I've got a, a spinal injury, you know, if you think about where you, the bottom of your ribs are, yeah. I can't, I can't move or feel anything below my ribs. So for me, the second you, you know, you add in elements of moving water and kind of uh, waves or chop or anything like that, it puts an extra kind of like element to the challenge for me personally. So that's a step up. So for me, move, going from moving water to, you know, more co- kind of coastal water was a big challenge. Yeah. But, you know, you, you put the miles in now, then hopefully you, know, you fight easier when it actually comes to the thing itself. But, you know, as a group, I think, graduating from from sort of like flat water to kind of more challenging water and confused water you know when you're kind of off the coast and you've got waves rebounding off rock face and you know you kind of got that confused water is what it's called um but yeah i I think there's there's been a nice steady kind of like graduation as a team um and you know the reality is we've got six months now to kind of try and nail that down and, and kind of be in a place where we're happy and we're confident and we don't think we're taking too many risks come, you know, the expedition itself. Yeah, exactly. Because it must be quite a large support team working alongside yourself to actually to travel that, that distance because they're going to, because there is going to be that ultimate risk area, essentially you on the water in a support team on land and then following yeah. that path around. And do you think there's obviously, and you've done quite a bit, obviously the support part of it. Do you think that's quite a hard task to like coordinate between two areas such as the land and the sea at the same time yeah yeah 100 percent. luckily that won't be my challenge that'll be someone else's yeah. challenge yeah. so uh liz who runs afpst the charity um yeah. she's the chief operations officer for afpst she's jumped on board she's you know afpst have really supported this as it's you know it's a fundraiser for the charity yeah but liz, liz has taken on the role of kind of like operations manager for kind of like the support crew on land but what we're going to have is uh, a chase vehicle as it's called yeah. on land which will kind of like follow us up the coast um, and we'll be in communication with us on the water but then we're also going to have um, a support boat as well so there'll yeah. be communication between the three the good thing about having a, a, a support team and we're always looking for people that want to get involved and kind of like help be part of the support team yeah. The, the benefit for us as the paddlers is going to be that, you know, by the time we finish for the day or finish at lunchtime, there's going to be a dedicated person there to kind of say, well, here's what you eat, here's where you sleep, and here's where yeah. you, you know, go to go to the toilet kind of thing. So from the paddler's point of view, we can just focus on what we need to do and, and not the kind of the admin yeah. side of the support group. But the support team will be, I, I think, will be pretty big. Um, yeah. Well, I say, I say pretty big, probably four or five people, um, partners of paddlers for one that kind of, you know, because it's going to be a 30, 35 day trip or expedition. So for yeah. those with yeah, Luke's, Luke's a recent father, you know, his partner has yeah. been so letting him do it. Uh, Luke's partner gave birth in December. So I think the, uh, the other half and the baby are coming on the whole journey. I'm not, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then there's a few other respective partners that will be joining for the journey as well. That have, you know, they're, they're becoming part of the support crew, but yeah. also, you know, other halves to, to the lads kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Because it must be that challenge. Because when you think of that in that terms, and you're saying breaking it, breaking it down into like 35 days. I mean, how many, how much distance are you hoping to obviously achieve within, like, say, for even a day? Yeah. So looking, it's been done by two two paddlers before you know able bodies yeah. so we're kind of 
the, the world first for us when we, when we talk about world first is that it's not yeah. been done by people with injuries and disabilities. Um, the two, the lads that had done it before, one of the guys did it in 35 days um, and the other guy did it in 42. The guy that did it in 42, it was a bit more of a holiday for him, I feel. Like yeah. if, you read his, if you read his blog, he took, yeah. he took certain days out to go sightseeing in Liverpool and certain days yeah. out to go sightseeing in Scotland. Whereas for us, it will be a concentrated yeah, effort. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a challenge. It's not a, a holiday kind of thing. Um, but we're aiming at fifty k's a day, so that's yeah. kind of all all of our plan ends been based on fifty k's a day. Um, and you know, our kind of experience that we've had doing our training camps as a team, uh, we've we've hit that. We, you know, we will. Yeah. We think we will that kind of challenge. Um, that that's on a target. Sorry, um, but. It depends on conditions. It depends on weather. It depends. It depends on a whole host of things. You know, we, we yeah. could be we could be holed up in one location for three four days because of the weather. Yeah, exactly. Because I was going to say that because as the UK, it's not the same weather <laughs> really. Like for and obviously, what conditions? You know, and it's going to be that big transition as well as that consistent transition, isn't it, between different water types? Because you and then also temperatures as well. I mean, do you think that's going to have that's going to obviously that's going to add massively to the challenge as well because of like obviously when you say go for example when you're starting more going the north into like the Scottish area and the Scottish border area and that and then you start that temperature is going to start dropping. Do you yeah. think that's going that do you, do these little things play in your mind all the time of like that you think and you, you have to keep shutting them up to say doesn't matter we'll, we'll do it day by day step by step isn't it you know almost. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be completely honest. This this challenge scares the shit out of me. Like when I yeah. think about it, because it was my stupid idea, and there are there are moments, you know, like I, you know, I might have just paddled for three hours and I'm knackered, you know, like yeah. round here kind of thing, and then you you scale that up in your head and you're like, holy shit, that's a long way. But like you yeah. say, you just got to take you got to take it day by day, kilometer by kilometer, yeah. because if you look at it as a whole, if you yeah. if you kind of think on day one and. The guys that yeah, I've spoke to that have done a lot of expedition paddling and, and the guys that we've been lucky enough to have sort of coached us as a team, you know, one in particular has kayaked around the whole of the UK and I think he's kayaked around the whole of Japan as well. I know he's kayaked around the whole of Japan. Um, and he said the worst day of any expedition is the first five days because yeah. it's the it's the holy shit, is this what it's going to be like moment? And you're not quite in the rhythm, you know, you're not quite in the kind of routine of it as, a, as an individual or as a team at that point. Um, but you're right, you know, like by the time we get up to Scotland, we'll have been paddling for 20 days. So we're going to be in, we're going to be in a bit of a state of, uh, fatigue, um, exhaustion ready. And then, yeah, when we look at certain elements of the map, so, you know, we'll be taking on the, the North Cornish coast, Devon coast before yeah. using the river seven and using the canal networks to come back out of Liverpool. So in our planning, that section of the, of the route is, kind of you know it's flat water if the weather's bad we can still get out and paddle but then another section of the route is the caledonian canal which takes you from fort william on the west coast of scotland through to uh, uh inverness on the right and if you if you think about it it's technically inland water but loch ness can yeah. be like being on the coast so and um you know the, the people that we we're sort of in contact with up there yeah. um it's not predictable. You know, the conditions up in, up in Scotland and, and that's the thing, you know, the, perhaps the trickiest part of the journey is going to be right at the end, kind of Northeast Scotland going up to John. You know, you know, we would have been paddling for 
nearly a month's time or a month's time. And then, and then you're taking on the toughest water. So that'll be interesting <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because when like that, I, it must like, because I was thinking that myself, when you're transitioning from like still water, open water, still water, you know, these are constant transitions. It's kind of like thinking you've got to like keep adapting to those situations. But I think that's where you as a team come into that element, isn't it? About being to be able to adapt because that's essentially what, you've kind of been used to throughout obviously life with injuries etc it's always that consistency of like a change in your routines and do you find that like obviously with this do you find you all might just just go straight back in the military mode and think right this job you know and you you think it in that same way yeah i think so because we we've each moved you know since being part of the military and, and since you know being well kind of entering a new phase of our lives you know we've we've all fallen back into normal life civilian life you know yeah. um and but it's funny the second that you go back into a team camp or you get back on a team call the kind of old old habits die hard i think and and kind yeah. of that mindset I, I don't think you lose the mindset you might not be yeah. active with the military anymore but your mindset doesn't change yeah um and i think the kind of you know train hard fight easy mindset is very much um, prevalent within the team everybody's got the same kind of you know get stuck in attitude do what needs to be done attitude and you're right you know like as an example getting on and off the water so we, we might finish yeah. paddling um on the coast or even on a river and the finish point might not be accessible you know from a, from a wheelchair yeah. point of view itself so on one of the camps we finished paddling for the day and there's a massive like mud bank up to where the cars were and instead of everybody kind of flapping and thinking, well, how the hell are we going to get Darren from the boat up to there? It's straight into that problem-solving mindset of, right, well, you know, one under each arm, one under each leg, and let's just kind of, you know, make it happen as opposed to looking for the excuses to not make it happen. And I think that probably sums up the whole journey. There are so many reasons that you probably shouldn't do this, you know, for, yeah. for lads with our level of experience and with our level of injuries there's probably easier bets for us to, yeah. for us to kind of like take on. But the attitude as a team is kind of right. Well, that's kind of the starting point. So let's take that for, for where we start. Yeah. But let's kind of make it happen in terms of let's achieve this goal kind of thing. And that there's no, um, there's no alternative but achieving, which I think is the, the important thing. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think that myself, when you... If they obviously serve the military, you'll never lose that aspect of a military mindset. And it's like you kind of approach every task with the same mindset, breaking things down, breaking it right, what tasks do we need to do, what's more effective, and then prioritising it in that area. And you think, of, right, so we need to do this, this, and this, and this. And, I mean, physically, it's going to drain you. It's going to drain you. I mean, how do you find, like, obviously, after like obviously a day's training, how do you physically feel or mentally feel after that day? Yeah, so the team training camps have been quite insightful, really. The first yeah. one we did was um, in September, and we were recce in the River Seven bit. And I think we paddled for 35 miles, the, the, the kind of like the first day or the second day. And obviously, we were doing it three days on the bounce. And like yeah. I said to you, we, we found the first day, one boat was miles in front of the other boat. The second day, the lads that were in the boat in front on the first day were knackered and were miles behind on the second day. And on the third day, you know, some people kind of, you know, were in a bit of a rag order and didn't want to do any paddling in particular. Yeah. Um, so I think we found 
yeah, there is a bit of sort of attrition, you know, after yeah. a, a long day paddling. But I think that's where we need to nail down that kind of support crew element. So yeah. what we need to do is ensure that as a team of paddlers, you know, what we need to focus on is the paddling and the navigation bit. But the support crew focus on the other elements that means that when the paddling's done, we can get in, get rested, you know, do anything we need to do in terms of you know, like injury prevention, you know, rehab type stuff, um, get fed, go to bed and repeat, you know, yeah. eat, sleep, repeat and all of that kind of stuff. So I think that's where the two elements of the expedition really are important in, in their own respect, uh, you know, in their yeah. own respective areas. You know, we couldn't do this. We never set out to do this as an unsupported expedition. You know, one of the lads that I spoke to that's done the, you know, the lands into John O'Groats paddle before the guy that did it in 35 days, he did it unsupported, yeah. you know, all on his own, carried his own kit, um, you know, slept on the, on the coast or slept wherever he could find more or less. Yeah. Um, and obviously that has an impact because that's a lot of weight that you carry and that's a lot of yeah. admin that you're having to do. So whereas, you know, we've got the luxury of having a support crew, but that's mainly because we don't have the luxury of fully functioning bodies. We've got kind exactly. of, you know, yeah. we, we've yeah. got a challenge ready so let's not try and add to yeah. the challenge than saying we're going to do it unsupported yeah definitely because it would just make it a completely dish like you say it's it's to do that it's reckless almost to think yeah we can do this it's putting yourself into greater like a danger zone than what you've already started but i mean i know obviously i've seen obviously that part about the physical training i mean not just being on the water and obviously getting used to the parallel and used to the water actually conditions itself i mean because i had seen obviously that post you'd done as well you've done quite a bit of physical exercise as well is that quite a routine you've been obviously keeping up to on a daily basis yeah especially during lockdown because the majority of us haven't been able to get out on the water you know for different yeah. reasons club being shut you know guys not having access to boats at the moment during lockdown kind of thing so we've partnered with um well this is another part of the story actually ollie ollerton um, yeah. you know obviously special forces and off uh, SS who dares wins he has kind of you know well linked up with the team um, obviously he runs battle ready 360 with yeah. Jason Fox um, we had the opportunity to go down to breakpoint headquarters where he runs his kind of corporate um, you know experience days for him um, and yeah so there's a partnership forming there which is quite exciting so he's kind of you know provided with the team with the kit that we need to train from home resistance bands yeah. all of that kind of stuff you know the battle the, the battle box kind of consists of um and the kind of um surprising thing is that he now wants to get involved and to paddle with the team Brilliant. you know so we yeah so we went down to, to the breakpoint headquarters kind of almost just thought we we're having a chat and a bit of a you know a gym session with him and he almost came out with it straight he went lads i'd love to i'd love to do this with you and we were all like yeah right, okay brilliant so, you know, because this is about raising money. The reason we're doing this, if you, you know, you remember the reason why we're doing this in the first place, it's to raise money yeah. for a charity that's given a lot, you know, to us as individuals and will continue to do so in the future. Um, so having someone like Ollie Ollerton on board yeah. um, will help to raise that media profile, will help to raise, you know, the profile on social media, um, which all helps to raise more money. So that's kind of, you know... Darling. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, but in terms of yeah, your question, you know, the physical fitness stuff, it's all kind of, you know, what can we do right now that prevents injury, you know, risk yeah. um, and just kind of like conditions our bodies enough to perhaps, you know, last 35 days of attrition. And then we're not, you know, we can still deliver right at the end and, and then we can worry about it afterwards. 
Yeah, it's almost like when you get to the end point, then it's like you, you kind of your body's just said, right, that's it. You know, shut down because it's always going to be that higher, higher alert, isn't it, in your body where you think, right, I've got that job to do, that job to do, and it's it's almost like bringing it forward, thinking, okay, what have I got to do in that day? What have I got to do that? It's like those consistent like the questions you're asking yourself, as, and you kind of, I suppose, in a way, you would be massively overthinking every day in a way, even though a big percentage of has been covered on the admin part of it, your personal part and your personal journey it's almost like you're going to be like constantly thinking so you're not just physically tired you're mentally tired as well because it must take a lot to like to think that process through isn't it yeah yeah definitely and if you think about um someone like johnny as an example so you know when johnny had his brain bleed or you know stroke if you want to call it that and he's but he's fought back to be you know almost fully functioning i I know he's he's still got his issues and and you know and the, there is kind of a lasting impact of having the injury that he had. So for Johnny, from a neurological point of view, and to, to a certain extent for myself as well, you know, Johnny has to work really hard on his motor skills. So something like kayaking, an activity like kayaking, he's working double hard. His brain's working yeah. double hard to make everything happen and to make everything function as it should. So for him, it's psychologically exhausting yeah. doing this. You know, so for him, it's even more important than, you know, um, someone else in the team perhaps you know to have that kind of support crew bit nailed which means that he can just get off the water you know yeah. rest and recover you know and then repeat kind of thing um yeah, but the one, the one advantage we have so the way that we're going to skin the cat is that we've got five paddlers and we've yeah. got four four seats in the boats yeah. so what we've done to try and alleviate the need for rest days or for lay days is that we rotate as a as a team so every four days, you know, each paddler gets a day, well, a day in the support wagon, actually. So they'll, they'll yeah. form part of the support crew for the day. But it just means that, you know, we can keep rotating that team every four days. You know, we can try and keep people as fresh as perhaps possible. Um, and, you know, on the kind of days off, people can have a proper rest recovery, get fed, you know, do anything they need to do from a kind of personal admin point of view. Um and, and just really try and prevent, you know, prevent injury as much as we can. Keep guys fresh as much as we can, yeah. um, you know, because it is going to be a long haul. Yeah, definitely. Because that's one thing that I was thinking myself. It's This is a massive task. And, it, and, you know, and anybody thinks, you know, but they said, for somebody to do it in, like, say, 35 days, but it's like actually physically able and, you know, it's, it's a fully function. That's really, like, to them, like they said, it's almost like a holiday to them. Because yeah. you know, it's like they're like, okay, right, paddle here, paddle there, right, we'll get up to this part there. But, I mean, what's the biggest challenge you've faced as a team so far? What that we faced so far, or that we face? Yeah, we face you fa- you've faced so far up to this point. What's the biggest challenge you would say? Hmm, biggest challenge we faced so far. I tell you what, perhaps getting people to buy into it. So yeah. obviously, you know this expedition comes at a cost and I think we've calculated the cost of the expedition is about 25,000 pound. Yeah. So what we needed to do straight off the bat was to get people to buy into the concept and the vision, you know, a, you know, the charity who have supported us from the start, but B kind of, you know, thinking about commercial sponsors, corporate sponsors, kit sponsors. Um, I saw that one of the companies that have sponsored us, um, Wembley partners have joined this uh, video as well. So, yeah, that was the first challenge was to get people to buy into supporting it because, you know, in order to make this happen, we had to, 
you know, cut down the costs of delivering it. So the costs yeah. of all the kit we were wearing, you know, um, NRS, who are a huge kind of you know, international kayak apparel supplier, you know, we, we fired off an email to them. And then within a couple of weeks, we had about four grand's worth of kit, you yeah. know, that was sent because they wanted to be part of the journey. Uh, likewise, as a, you know, a, um, a boat maker called Epic, Epic Kayaks, very well known. Yeah. They're very popular at the moment and the guy that kind of you know does all the importing into the uk has given us two boats for free has given us uh five five sets of paddles carbon fiber paddles for free um so so that was probably the biggest challenge but that's a challenge that will you know we're gonna we're gonna keep working on um yeah. because obviously you know the more money that we can bring in from a, a kind of co- commercial corporate point of view the more money that we raise from donations goes straight back to the charity as opposed to offsetting the yeah. cost of the expedition itself. Um, but yes, that's the biggest challenge we face so far. The biggest challenge we're going to face is weather, I reckon. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, because, I mean, for anybody that does, like, spend time in the hills and how they, like, even in the mountains, how it changes so rapidly. It can be beautiful, beautiful sunny day one day and then within, like, a 10-minute window it can be completely wiped out and you're like, whoa, you know? So to me, it's like, I think one of the toughest environments you can physically operate on is the water because yeah. you've got no real control of it. You can't just get out of the, you know, out of the kayak and walk home kind of thing. It's literally a case of you are, you know, and then you having to, like I said, it's, it's con- that constant battle of keeping a kayak away from the coast. It's like, because it wouldn't actually be pushing you towards that area so that's going to put even more pressure on yourself as you know physical demands because obviously i've done kayaking before and i've found that myself it's like you can start on a perfect line and the next thing you know you're kind of really like kind of being veered across one side having to bring it back in and that is physically demanding now that's on a still lake environment on open seawater it's like it's going to be like those natural like the waste then you've got the, the obviously the sea uh, breeze coming in which is going to be like uh, the way i look at it is, especially when you go more northern it's going to have that and that's going to be like obviously eating into your temperature as well body temperature i mean what's the would you say the biggest biggest lesson have you learned uh, so far up to this day since starting this yeah the, i think the biggest lesson so far has been like you said the changeable nature of, of weather yeah. on the coast um and also how that affects our forward planning so you know yeah. we're we're basing this whole thing on getting 50 k's a day yeah but like you say you know when we've we were out on the coast and like you say the weather changed like that and then all of a sudden you know if one of us goes in kind of thing so we were practicing kind of rescue drills and what would happen yeah. if one boat went in and you know how would how would you get someone like myself with a spinal injury that can't move his legs or his torso yeah. back out of the sea into his kayak and then moving forward again yeah. um so i think the the biggest changeable factor we saw from our training straight away is the way the weather can change you know every 10 minutes kind of thing and also you know the impact that that wind speed does the wind you yeah. know wind speed in, just increases by a couple of miles per hour and it completely changes the ball game that you're playing with it um, yeah. You know, and I think there are a couple of people that have joined this call that, you know, I know are experienced paddlers and they'll be able to, yeah. you know, reaffirm that point as well that, you know, well, you said it, weather's so changeable and can change bloody quickly. And so, you know, and that would be the case when we're going through Loch Ness, Loch Gore, um, you know, 
those kind of waters can be as challenging as coastal water as well. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, that's why we're trying to COVID allowing, you know, yeah. hopefully it's not going to finish as soon as possible because what we need to do over the course of the next three to four months is get out as a team, you know, as much as we can in challenging water. So we know that by the time that the actual expedition starts, you know, we're in the best possible place to, to handle it as a team. Yeah, definitely. So have you got an actual start date that you've kind of thought, right, that should be in the ballpark area this date? Because obviously, like you said, that's going to be this year, but have you got, like I said, a date that you could work towards? Yeah, so working towards the, the end of June, um, yeah. what we're trying to do is we're going to identify like a week window, essentially. Yeah. But we could say for all intents and purposes, June 22nd is yeah. the day. June 22nd is shit weather and it's shit weather for three days kind of thing. Yeah. So what we'll do is identify a seven day window because we've all got jobs, we've all got lives that we're taking yeah. time on. You know, like when I told my boss that I needed like 35 days off and then yeah. perhaps a few days off at the end of the 35 days just to chill out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we've all got kind of lives that we're going to be putting on hold. You know, Luke's got a, a baby, like I said. Yeah. So, you know, end of June, seven day window. And then what we'll do is kind of, you know, make sure that we're ready to go uh, at the drop of a hat, but we'll monitor the weather window, see what we get in terms of the kind of optimum start date. Yeah. And then we'll, and then we'll just jump on it when we see it. Yeah, definitely. Cause I think it would be really good when you see that, like I said, being able to, obviously with all these lockdowns, once they start lifting, you'll be able to actually come back together as a team. I think, well, that's really going to, like work well because then you can start ramping up those training sessions start going out more onto obviously open water more experience because it's going to be kind of like in a sense a culture shock isn't it when you've yeah. like you, you kind of you know, right, okay i've we've trained on here we've trained in this environment we've done this we're kind of prepared do you think it's more of a mental task than a physical task yeah yeah definitely yeah. and like i said on day one the thought of doing if you think about how tough day one might be like let's yeah. let's you know, imagine that the conditions aren't great weather's yeah. not great temperature's not great you finish that first day having scraped 50ks and then you're like holy shit we'll do another 34 days of this kind of thing yeah. so i think the psychological element of this is going to be more than the i think like you say the first five days are always going to be the hardest because it's getting into the routine of and we found that as a team during the team training camps by the third day you, you're smashing the routine and you don't even question, you know, whereas day, you know, leading into day two, you, you, you might feel the aches and pains and kind of, you know, be wishing you sat back at home with your feet yeah. up kind of thing. So I think once we get past the first four or five days, we get into the rhythm as a team and as a support team and we get the whole kind of process and unit working well, you know, the, the machine will need to kind of like be tweaked as we go along. But um, yeah, psychological you know, and I think we'll each have our own individual battles, you know, as yeah. with as with any kind of adventurous activity, we'll each have good days, we'll each have bad days, each, you know, we'll probably each look at each other and think he's doing better than I'm doing, what the fuck's going on kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there will be that silent competitiveness between us, but that is a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, definitely, because it helps you dig in more, doesn't it? And think, right, you might, you know, you might start thinking, right, I need to start really putting, you know, the, pre the pressure on, really, especially if you're kind of like lagging a bit. But that's, what I like about that, there is that competitive edge, but it's kind of competitive edge that works as a team collectively because you're yeah. kind of like you you you're kind of like battling each other, but you're also battling each everybody's battling their own battles almost. It's like, but as a collective, 
you're working as one. It's that, that, that transition there of like, okay, we've got X. And I think that's a really good part because essentially when you're doing tasks like this, if one person starts oh, starts losing that element, there's all there's other guys there that can start picking up the pace as well. And it's going to be that, that, that almost yo-yo effect, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, hopefully pull each other up as opposed to pull each other down or drag each other down, right. I should say. But yeah, but like yeah. you said, I think it's, it's that military mindset, you know, that the guys have got within the team and, that, and that's not left them kind of thing, despite how many years of, you know, not being involved in that kind of world anymore. But yeah, that's no, good. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think myself that this challenge overall, it's going to be a massive game changer. Because like I said, you, this is a first. This is a first that's been attempted. Yes, other people have done it because that's why you've got that experience and you've got that knowledge coming back on yourself. But like yeah. really, it's almost like a well-oiled machine almost. But the only problem is obviously with all these lockdowns, you've not been able to, you know, to train as much. But, but I take it you, you still have obviously your daily Zoom calls or, you know, the training sessions and you always have those catch-ups anyway. We do, yeah. Um, and what we got over the next couple of months, we're going to have one Zoom with um, Jeff Allen, who's a world-renowned hacker. Um, he's going to do something on sea navigation for us, so we'll have a bit of a, yeah. a, th- a theory lesson. Um, ben, who's part of the team, um, his um, his other half is a physio, a sports physio, yeah. so she's do a session for us on kind of you know injury prevention, prehab, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then, like you say, we we have our kind of sessions where we just touch base and you know, try and move the whole thing forward in terms of the, cause it's, it's more than just the paddling. It's kind of, you know, yeah. the, the whole brand around it. Um, yeah. And there's already conversations about, you know, what do we want? What do we want kite for heroes to be? Do we want it to be a one-off expedition or do we want it to be something that takes on a different challenge every year, you know, that continues to give yeah. back to, to, you know, to charity um, or, you know, is it something that gives, injured servicemen that are looking for a purpose and looking for something to focus their rehabilitation on does it give them something to focus on you know so kind of a fresh team every year or something like that there's loads of scope for it loads of potential yeah definitely because that was one thing i was going to ask on that because i think it is a really good outlet for you know veterans have been injured or got the disabilities there i think it's a really good focus area that physically to get somebody from being obviously on the land to the water and actually have that that area that you kind of think it's given him that part of right i can do it and it's given him that that drive isn't it i mean how did you yeah. feel the first time from obviously being on the land to sitting in that kayak for the first time you know from you know from one moment being transitioned from like say wheel base a wheelchair base to being in this moment of like how did you physically feel or like mentally feel in that space so for me when i was you know i broke my back and and kind of they're quite blunt with how they tell you that you'll never walk again they don't dress yeah. it up you know yeah. you get called you get called into a room shown your you know your, your x-ray shown your mri and you know the first question that you ask is you know, what my chances come from and and they're you know they're just straight down the line you know doctors are aren't they you know yeah so when i was told you know you, you, you're never going to walk again and you will be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life i'll admit that half of me was half of me felt like I'd been stabbed in the heart yeah. but the other half the other half instantly was thinking kind of like right what can we do instead you know what's the adapt and overcome solution yeah. here so did I remember that going helped back, did you find that helped having that adapt and overcome mindset of like you know I mean being in that because because instead of like looking at the 
I think instead of focusing on the negative, it was kind of like, right, well, where do I go from here? What's the, what's the positive yeah. come? So I remember, you know, wheeling back to my room and kind of, yeah, feeling a little bit sorry for myself, but then instantly getting my laptop out and thinking, right, well, you know, what, what can I do that I can still be done? That still can be done, sat down. That still yeah. ticks all the that still ticks those boxes of adventure, you know, testing yourself, pushing your limits. And I think within a couple of minutes, I was like kayaking. I said, that's a logical, obvious thing. <laughs> so I you know, went, went and asked my physio. I was like, you know, what do you reckon? Kayaking? Can I do it? And she was like, mm. Darren, you, you've, I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat this too much, but you know, you've got no core muscles. You've got no abs. Yeah. So how, how are you going to do it? But yeah. being, told, being told that you shouldn't do something, you know, probably a lot of yeah. guys are the same. And you're told maybe it's a no in your head you're like well it's a, it's a yes come on yeah. so you know i was in hospital for five months the day after i was discharged from hospital i was in the local swimming pool in a kayak you know trying it out for the first time and i didn't Excellent. care i didn't care that every two seconds i was falling in yeah. i didn't focus on that i focused on the, the fact that i could look to the side of the swimming pool and see my wheelchair just left you know, and, and still brings uh, a genuine sense of happiness even now. Every time we, well, I go kayaking or we go kayaking as a team yeah. to jump in the kayak and then drift off and see the wheelchair just stay there kind of thing. Because, yeah. you know, apart from being a little bit more wobbly than the other guys, if you were walking past and you saw the four of us, the five of us in the water, your instant thought isn't going to be, you know, these guys are injured of some form kind of thing. We just look like five people kayaking to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that was, that was the one thing I was going to say to you. Do you feel like that, that's that sense of freedom, isn't it? Almost like you think it takes away all the pressures. It takes away all that, you know, the negativity part of it that you could, you know, you could have a bit of a down day one day getting that kayak and that's it completely lifts the mood, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's freedom. You know, the, the expression, yeah, you know, talking on my own kind of you know experience here, but the expression "wheelchair bound" pisses me off. Yeah. It yeah. really does because it yeah. insinuates and it suggests that you are quite physically tied to these four or two wheels and two front wheels kind of thing. Yeah. Where you know, I think what the whole point of what we're trying to achieve, yes, it's trying is trying to raise money for charity, yeah. but it's also trying to challenge perception about what people with injuries and disabilities can achieve. Yeah, you know why, why? Why can't someone in a wheelchair kayak from one end of the country to the other? Why can't someone that's had a life-changing injury do exactly the same thing? Um, because sadly, in life, there seem to be a lot of people that, <laughs> when I was in hospital, like, uh, an old you know ex-patient that used to come around and believe it or not, this guy's job was to cheer people up. Yeah. Um, he came into my room once and saw the fact I had a guitar at the side of my bed. And I don't play guitar. I thought, yeah. seeing as I'm going to be in a hospital for months, I'd have time to learn. So I put it by the side of the bed. This guy comes in, points at it, and says, is that yours? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, what level of injury are you? And I was like, oh, T6. And he kind of like took a long kind of inhale. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to play guitar. And in my head, I was like, you can't kidding me. He's playing guitar. I'm not trying <laughs> to stand up. I'm doing it sat down. But yeah. that just seems the way. You, you know, you've got a lot of people that, are perhaps in our position that only see the negative and only see the I can't do. Whereas this yeah. whole expedition is about the yes, you can do kind yeah. of thing. If it we breaks that stigma, it. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
the Paralympics does a lot for, you know, um, the perception of disabled people with sport. This yeah. is going to be challenging the perception of disability in adventure. I think that's yeah. the difference. And that's yeah, how yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because you've got like Invictus and you've got like so many different other areas. But did you find, obviously starting this, do you find that was a big challenge in itself because it's to kind of like stand on its own almost to have that standalone of like this is something different because there's so many people doing stand up paddleboard challenges and you know all these various different challenges do you find it was quite a right can we make this you know actually stand out and think look this is we're being serious about this we want to actually complete this challenge you know and, and to get that did you find you had to push a bigger media like kind of push to get that to get that people to actually start picking up and noticing it yeah, I think so. I think so. But once, you know, once we got the message out there about what the story was behind it and the fact that, you know, in these five lads, you've got five unique stories of kind of overcoming adversity and overcoming injury that's completely changed the course of their lives. I hope, yeah. and I, you know, we got to a point where people really connect, you know, like yourself, yeah. people started to really connect with the story, yeah, yeah. you know, connect guys individually, connect with the kind of, you know, the hurt and emotion that the guys have gone through and i think that's perhaps what you know you're right with invictus and all of that you know all of these guys have been through some sort of life-changing injury but you know what we wanted to do was set this out as something different this was about uh rehabilitation through adventure you know, yeah. you know i think sport is so important in so many people's rehabilitation you know kind of journeys whereas this is a really important part of our respective journeys and our, our kind of ongoing rehabilitation but i think we also realize the power that this could have for other people as well you know yeah. um if you you know have a lad that might be a headley or you know going through their kind of like rehabilitation and discharge from the military yeah. if you suddenly give them something in 12 months time to focus on that kind of i don't know is a halfway house between having nothing and, and still being you know, still serving. I think it's powerful. I think it has, you know, um, potential to be a year on year thing that kind of welcomes yeah. new people and, and kind of, you know, helps to um, rehabilitate people, you know, rehabilitate guys and, and people, you know, for, for, for the long term, really. Yeah, definitely. Cause that was one thing I can definitely see that avenue there where there is that, because to give somebody that, that, like choice of like look this is what's available to yourself just because you've had this life-changing injury it doesn't mean that you can't stop living life and i think it's a really power it is a powerful message and it is powerful you know area where because it is a challenge in itself to physically overcome so much to even to the point of obviously leaving the, the place that you were at to right okay i've got this selection here what can I do? And the broader it is, it gives people a better perspective of, like, okay, well, I can choose this, 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 or this activity. And it, and it's there for everybody. So it, to be honest, I really like that because it's breaking down barriers and it's breaking the stigma because it gives people those opportunities. The more people take up that opportunity, the more, then it will be brought on more and more wanted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, this isn't kind of... Well, I think the expedition this year and, and, you know, the way we want to take it, they will always be quite committing long-term expeditions. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just have a go at kayaking for a weekend. It is, 
you know, you're almost dedicating 12 months of your life in preparation for this to get yourself in a mental and physical space where you're ready to then do something that's going to take three, four, five weeks kind of thing. And, and that's how it's been for us guys. You know, we're kind of the guinea pigs going through this whole concept of can you take, you know, five average, you know, paddlers and yeah. prep them for something that people that are really experienced paddlers haven't done. You know, taking on a challenge that, you know, some might think you're, you're stupid for taking on. Um, but I think the people prove that point all around the world. You know, people that kind of aren't overly experienced in certain disciplines say, you know what, I am going to do it. Yeah. They put the hard work in and surprise, surprise, they do it. Yeah, exactly. Because I was going to say, it all comes down to the action at the end of the day, putting the work in, getting the job done. And, and it is kind of, and it's not, it said you're proving a point just for the sake of it. You're doing it because... And it must be a little bit of personal area there that you kind of think, I'm going to prove something to myself. Do you find is that, that that drive that you want to prove that point to yourself that I can do this, I can, even though you know it's going to be a, a more of a wider positive impact, but it's that personal drive of like, I can do this. And it's going to be that challenge you're going to like individually face on a daily basis, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's always, like I say, remember the why kind of thing so yeah. like there'll, there'll be days where you're kind of wondering why the fuck am i here kind of thing and yeah. the i think the good thing with this is that we've got so many reasons to be doing it you know giving yeah. back to charity changing perceptions but also proving something to yourself i'm not yeah. i'm not doing it to prove it i don't need to prove anything to anybody else that, that's not the way i genuinely work but my own worst critic is myself and it, it was probably the same for you it's probably the same for the lads yeah. in the team we're all trying to better ourselves and we're all trying to prove to ourselves that, you know, we can do what we set our mind to. Um, but yeah, it also helps that we know that, you know, if we can raise, you know, the hundred thousand pounds, which is the target that will help, that will help, you know, AFPST as a charity to give back to other veterans, you know, and kind of give guys the opportunity to go away skiing for a week um, and to start the next phase of their own, you know, rehabilitation process. it will open up bigger you know bigger areas of life and i can see it happening the more people get involved in this the more that will expand and it will be more you know more choice for people but i mean i was like just obviously just wrap up the last five minutes of this here but i mean if there was like say for example one piece of advice you could say to somebody and it's just generally in life they always say i mean what a piece of advice would you give i think the, the phrase adapt and overcome for me that's yeah. been the biggest thing every time there's, you know, and that doesn't matter whether it's, you know, how do I still get outside an adventure with a spinal cord injury? You know, when I've lost the two things, you know, lost the things that define you as a person or whether it's the fact that you're in the kitchen and you can't reach something on the top shelf. My mindset has always been the right. Don't get pissed off and upset about it. Let's just think of a way to do it. So whether or not that's getting a spatula and flicking something off the top shelf or, thinking right well you know and, and even in terms of the kayaks we've got the seats that are in the kayaks for the guys work really well but for me i'll end up falling out the back of the kayak because i need a high seat yeah. so you know instead of kind of feeling sorry for myself it's instant kind of like solution mode right well how can we adapt and overcome and the guys get that you know as a team that's kind of a you know the ethos so i think we all go through shit in our lives and we all go through our own personal challenges but adapt and overcome is the only way to kind of get through that yeah definitely i couldn't agree more because i think and i think it's become very relevant in the last 12 months 
how we've all got to adapt and overcome to every situation because it's that can it's that constant change that we've got to adapt to but you think okay this has happened okay accept it move on find a way around it over under it you know whichever way but it's just to find and i know i put it on the post the other day it's always find that excuse to win it's like you're yeah. consistently finding ways to win to overcome to better your situation that you're in because it's it's all down to your own determination and i think by the end of this i think you can prove a lot of people that you know of what you can achieve as a collective and it will open up whole new doors avenues and i mean i hope everybody that's obviously been watching tonight and hope then listening to this once it goes live on itunes spotify everybody get involved you know and you know and back you guys because what you're doing is brilliant and it is a first and you know it'd be great to see you guys get this done you know and hopefully get back in training very soon but i mean where like obviously if you want to just tell everybody where you can find you guys you know on all multiple platforms there um so website if you want to read a bit more about it and see you know like a bit more about the route and why we're doing it is www.kayakforheroes.co.uk the number four as opposed to for um on social media instagram facebook kite for heroes and yeah look just to kind of pick up on what you said there you know we want people to get involved there, there needs to be a huge kind of support element to this up and down the country we've got people from different parts of the country you know that are kind of offering to get involved and even if it's just coming for a coming for a paddle you know if you live on the coast yeah. or you live up in Scotland or somewhere just you know join us for the day kind of thing yeah. um and kind of you know make the the movement as wide and as big as it can be yeah definitely but it's been it's been absolutely brilliant tonight it's and, you know, to hear your story you know of you guys you know where you've come from to where you are now and i do wish you the best of luck and i hope you you know you really do you know hit that target get the job done and obviously i'll be watching your journey you know all the way through and hopefully you can all get back on the water very soon fingers crossed no thanks mate yeah. thanks for having fun i really appreciate no, it you're more than welcome, mate. And obviously, we'll catch up obviously in time to come. And obviously, I'll be constantly watching your journey. Hopefully, these lockdowns can be lifted. You guys can get back on the water and get the job done and that. But I do wish you the best of luck. And thanks a lot. Come on today, mate. Okay. Likewise. You take care of yourself. Bye. Right. Cheers, mate. Bye.